First of all, Candy was a damn hoe. She everybody for free. Yeah. That bitch was a hoe that's, and that pussy wasn't good and that's why you guys <laughs> always got the date underneath your tax bracket, okay? Preach. And, Ken, and Kenya, I was Miss USA, and I have Kenya more. Bitch, you was a goddamn video hoe. I don't want to know I was a video hoe. <laughs> Bitch, you went through every rapper in America, didn't get a ring. Facts. Facts. <laughs> True. Preach. Girl, yeah. I know. <laughs> Yo, if anyone was Sheree going to co-sign or say something, it definitely Sheree. shouldn't be you. Sheree kills me. Sheree Antoinette Whitfield. <laughs> It definitely uh, shouldn't be you, sis. Somebody said, what did they say? He said, uh, Marlo and Sheree, y'all got the nerve. Because Marlo, you're an ex-felon. And Sheree, right. you're crying over an ex-felon. Child. I mean, so both y'all need to facts. shut up. Facts. And that is the truth. True. Because Sheree was crying over that man <laughs> just last episode. And yeah, we, we all seen Marlo's mugshots. So we know. Oh my uh, for those who have not seen the latest episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, that was a clip from uh, Marlo giving her uh, true feelings about Kenya. Apparently. And, uh, Kenya. Kenya and Candy. Um, <laughs> it just took true. me out. She's really coming back full force. She's got a peach now. So she's Not got mad. two. She got the, now she's got the peach. <laughs> she's going to give you the juice. Uh, what else are we talking about today? We have so much to get through. So we both we have our spotlight shows this week. I'm really excited to talk Ooh, about you. I want to talk about Kim K um, in the Marilyn Monroe oh dress. Gosh, I don't want to. Okay. Yes. Well, I I am going to talk about uh, when an elephant is fed up. Oh, I'm no, talking about that today. No. And y'all going to learn. <laughs> when I'm not laughing, but I'm not like laughing. Do not be oh messing with these elephants, y'all. So we're going to talk oh about my gosh. that. Okay. There's a lot of new music coming our yes. way. It's summer. It's Surprise. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming. So we're going to get into all of the new music that's Surprise. been coming out recently or that's supposed to come out very soon. Uh, that and much more on Let's this episode. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Hey, pop stars. It's me, Trent Rashad. And I, Marcus Drew Steele. And you are listening to Cold Pop. Okay, so this was uh, one heck of a week. Surprise. For pop culture. Yeah, lots of hoops and gags. Yeah, I am. What is our what is our motto? There's so much going on. <laughs> There's so much going on. There's so much going on. Well, let's hop right into it. What have you been watching? Uh, this week, okay, so, I mean, everyone knows I watch a little bit of everything, so... Oh, we know. I, this, this week, I started, um, the Apple series, uh, Apple TV series, We Crashed. Who's in that? Uh, this is Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, okay, who are, I saw uh, Adam and Rebecca Newman, the mm -hmm. founders of WeWork. And I also started, well, I'm not gonna say started, I watched the first episode of Hacks. Oh, on HBO. No, no, no. Three, I think they're on two. season two, but I started the very first. Oh. I started season one, episode one. I'm going to watch just that Just to eventually. give it a try. 
Um, I'm going to watch that. I don't know if I'll be continuing with that, but oh, I yeah? did watch it. Yeah. Okay. And then I love that for you, which is on Showtime. Mm-hmm. I have been getting into and was really good this past week. Uh, Jennifer Lewis is doing the damn thing on that show. She, I love her. Yeah. Uh, have you checked out Queer as Folk yet? On I have not Peacock? on Peacock. I have not. I've made plans to this week, but just didn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'll probably have that ready to go next week. I think I'm going to check it out too. A couple of people have told me that I need to watch. So Good. I'm going to look at it. Uh, what else have you been watching? Or is that it? That's pretty much it. I did. I, I don't know if I told you guys, but I was watching Candy um, on Hulu and finished it pretty quickly. I think it's five episodes. That's uh, with Jessica uh, Biel. Je- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they say that she looks like Justin Timberlake. More like Justin oh, Timberlake than Justin Timberlake. Yeah. That, the, <laughs> the curly wig. The curly perm wig. Um but really interesting. And so those were the main things for me. What have, what have you been watching? Uh, continuing to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi and Miss Marvel. However, I have some notes. Because I did watch uh, Jennifer Lopez's documentary. And okay. are you about to do an episode spotlight right now? No, but like. I do have some comments and okay. or notes. So episode spotlight one. Here's Here's time. <laughs> First off, I, it's on Netflix, so you should check it out if you want to. What I took, I'm just going to say what I took Let's away. Break down into the characters. No, I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to say what I took away because I I will say that I think I like view her differently now. And okay. I don't know if it's for a good way or a bad way. Oh, because we know that you are the J, you are the resident J-Lo stan on this podcast. No. Um, so first off. I noticed right off of the bat that this documentary is Jennifer Lopez defending her career. Okay. Essentially. Basically she, saying, put some respect on my name. Absolutely. I, I hear it. Absolutely. Um, I think they highlight in this documentary that there is a point when she was in Hustlers and was going on the award season run, there's all this hype and then she didn't win anything. She got caught up in the hype. And she said that in there because, you know, everybody was saying, oh, you're going to be Oscar nominated. Yeah. You're going to get the Oscar nomination, blah, 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 blah. And then she got nominated for the Golden Globe. Yep. And then she lost to Laura Dern. Um, I f- forgot what she was in. I'm, I'm, damn, it's just I in think my mind. she lost to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Yes, Marriage Story. Thank you, thank you. Yes. And then. Which uh, was a very, very small role in Marriage it Story. It was. Yeah. It was. And so it was. And everybody thought she was going to win the Golden Globe, and then she didn't. And it showed they had like a viewing party and everything, and then she didn't win. It's like, this is awkward. <laughs> and then they, they thought that she was going to get nominated for the Oscar, and then she got Oscar snubbed, and okay. she was like, I got caught up in the hype. I thought that was interesting. Um, she clearly wants the validation of okay. her peers. It's that I thought was very something telling of this. I was like, "Oh, okay. you really want the validation?" Like Aww. she says, she doesn't care about the awards and stuff, but she wants the validation because she feels like that her career. I, everybody thinks her career is a joke. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you have Mariah Carey saying, "I don't know her." Yeah, and then she's not a serious actress, and she's only good in rom-coms and whatever jazz. That was something else in there. And then... She is she is a legend. She is the moment. She is a legend. She is uh, she's very uh, strong in multiple facets. She's a, she is a triple threat. I don't care what you say. Yeah, she absolutely. is a singer, dancer, and an actor. She can do all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think... It's unfortunate that 
to hear that she wants that validation. I don't think she's wrong for wanting that. I don't and, and I don't think I don't think that she um is wrong for wanting people for people to kind of respect all that she's put in and all the work that she's done in the industry over the years, but it's um I, just, I felt like I got to see a lot of her personality in this documentary, okay. but I didn't know if I was like, huh. Wow, you, it was a little off-putting at times? A, a smidge. Okay. I'm not saying that that's bad. I mean, it could just be her being confident or, you know, like really going after what she wants. But a couple of times I was like, hmm, okay. So this is this is the way we're going to go here. Listen, I hmm. will be the first one to tell you, I am not, I don't think... I don't think that J-Lo is a um, amazing vocalist, right? Okay. I think she's an amazing dancer. Absolutely. I think she kills it dancing. I think she's I think a great she, actress, I think too. she's a great actress. You know what I would say? This is what I would really say. And, and J-Lo, this is not me trying to come down on you, but I feel like she is she's a Jennifer of all trades. But a master of none. But a master of none. Hmm. I may have to agree with that. <laughs> I think she does a lot of things well, but I, I, I think it's telling. That's why there's no Oscar nomination. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I understand that she wants that, and I don't think she's wrong for having it, but I just hate to see that she's not able to pull that from somewhere else or that she doesn't have that community that she's able to get it from. I was watching E.T. Canada, and they were talking about this, and they yeah. were, like, going in on her. Oh wow! And the, one of the lady, one of the ladies, said something that I thought really resonated, and they were saying that you know she is J Lo, but she brings that to everything she does. But in the acting world, we need her to be Jennifer Lopez, and like leave the okay. J Lo persona and like be Jennifer Lopez because there were they, she was saying something like I feel like beyond. Um, enough and sell and uh, the movie she was in with Richard Gere, I forget the name of it. Made but, it, I don't know. Uh, I think it, it was Made in Manhattan. Made like, in Manhattan. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Selena. Selena. Yeah. They're, now they're don't, like, those now are, don't. Those are the don't few good ones. Selena. She covered Selena in the documentary. Okay, because I was about to say she did. But that's all I had to say. I don't, I'm not saying that I walked away and was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Because I actually only liked certain parts and other parts. I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm buying this. And A-Rod was only in one very brief three-second shot. I heard that. I heard that they were like and that was cut it. out. Which was so funny because we know that he was with her the entire time. And you can tell the that YouTube it's been footage, cut. He was there the entire time. Once they did the behind the scenes yeah. for it, for the Super Bowl, he was there the entire time. We could tell it was being, like, clipped together I might have and to things check were being this cut out. out. Yeah, because it, it, the timeline is a little wonky. I might have to check this out. We could tell. you. It, it's not a very long watch, but it's, it did, like, I learned a little bit. So and they didn't give her a lot of, Netflix didn't give her a lot of time for this. <laughs> Damn, she just can't get no respect. She, t I mean... Take a watch if you want. I'm I'm done. This is a good episode spotlight. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. All Thank right. You. It is time for our signature segment. No, no, not our signature. Our most beloved segment of this podcast. Yeah. Entitled Woo Child. Get it together. This is the part of Shut Up. Jesus. This is a rapid fire recall of the week's most talked about moments in pop culture. Things that made us say, Woo Child. Can I go first? Sure, go ahead. Legs and hips 
and body, body. Oh my gosh. Let's go get okay. him, girls. All right, now. That's what Kim Marlo, K was saying. Marlo going to be calling you a hoe, too. <laughs> Legs and hips and body. Uh, y'all not yes, heard the story the intro. about Kim What's Kardashian? The story? Tell us. Uh, well, the word on the street is, is that Kim Kardashian. Hey, okay, Giselle. <laughs> Giselle Bryant. <laughs> Word on the street. Well, word on the street. Yes. Is. All right. Um, come on. So, no, there are some news reports this week, and I'm actually reading this from USA Today. It says Kim Kardashian accused of damaging historic Marilyn Monroe dress at okay. Met Gala. So, all right. So, first, let me say this. I did see you something see the about photos? this. Yes, I saw something about this on the Instagram. So, I actually follow Susie Kennedy. Okay. Who, I'm telling you, she is the most. For me, the most authentic, like Marilyn Monroe impersonator. Okay. Um, she looks just like her. I'm. I'll show you a photo in a minute. But she had posted the a side by side comparison of the the dress before the Met Gala and then after Kim brought it back from the Met Gala after she wore it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and it. I mean, it looked a little. Used worn and, torn. and yeah, worn and torn. It's an old dress, and it was gonna be. It's being used. Like, let's go ahead. You tell the rest of the story. Tell the story no, so I, I can get my feedback. Okay, because I'm I I don't know my comments on this, but from USA Today they say uh, Chad Michael Morissette, a visual artist who curates museum and costume exhibits, says he observed irreparable damage to the dress when he saw it on display Sunday at Ripley's Believe It or Not on Hollywood Boulevard in Los Van Angeles. Morissette says he previously handled the dress in 2016 when he displayed it for the Julian's auction, where Ripley's purchased it for $4.8 million. Um, and he said there's definitely damage done to it. And I, there was some, some group said, and my, I don't know who it was, but they said that it wasn't because of Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Ripley's was like, oh, it's not because of her, y'all. It's so an old, it it's an old dress. Okay, anytime that it's gonna, it's, number one, it's gonna be exposed to the elements outside. Mm -hmm. So it's you know, after a dress has been archived for so long, exposing it to you know, sun, wind, you know, like the regular wear and tear of it. I'm sure that they probably did take into account mm -hmm. uh, that there would, there, it would look different. Yeah. It's going to look different. Hey, I, I don't know one way or the other. I'm just reporting the story. I saw the photos. Oh, she does. Yeah, this is oh, Susie. Wow. She looks just like her. Hold on, can I see her up close? Please? Okay, don't Thank swipe you. left or right. Yeah, she looks really good. Get phone back. Thank you. Boy. Um, um, and so, yeah, she did you see the pictures of the dress? Yeah, I saw it. And I mean, okay. it, I mean, I got to be honest, the before and after the dress does look stressed around the seams and the zipper okay. as to where it didn't before. So well, I, I don't, I'm, what do I don't you want know what do? that means. I'm just saying that's what the pictures look like. But Ripley says that it was returned in the same condition. Is that the before or the after? That's the this is the before. Okay, yeah. And then this is the after. Yeah, there's definitely, like, it definitely looks different. Okay, the dress is not broken. It's not. And it's not, not going to be worn by anyone else, so. It's not. So. Which, People just want to get mad over anything. And uh, I'm, hey. and I'm, let me tell you, I know, I know we all love to hate the Kardashians. That's, you know, that is our right as Americans. We, we love to hate them. <laughs> but this, y'all getting mad at her for, 
address the ch- half of y'all didn't even know was still in fucking existence. <laughs> y'all acting like the dress is supposed to be passed down to y'all. Who is y'all? In somebody's <laughs> in somebody's uh, wheel or something like that. Like you was never you would never see it. You would never touch it. So don't worry about it. I don't know. I don't think she should have worn it in the first place. I think she should have just worn a replica. I know that would have been fine, but okay. they say she ain't damaged it. Then I guess she ain't damaged it. So then obviously it got, like you said, damaged in transport or damaged by the weather or what, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, all of those things, but I'm sure like you can look at Kim K's proportions as well and be like, okay, yeah, it's going to be stretched in some areas. So do you at least you agree that the dress looks damaged? I'm not, I'm not saying damaged because I didn't see anything that looked super like completely broken out of control. Well, but they say that there's crystals missing it's off got of some, it, which I saw. Which would happen if and it, it was stretched. It, which would have happened if anyone wore the dress. Okay, yeah. The crystal. Oh yeah. I of mean, course. come on. Like, but there's only one person who wore the dress. So I mean. So. I don't know. I oh. don't. To me, I think there's way bigger fish to fry. <laughs> we, we can move on. Then y'all being mad at her for this dress I'm that, not ain't mad. No, that don't nobody even know about. I'm not mad. I'm just again facts. What should I say? Facts. <laughs> Preach. Girl. <laughs> child. Go ahead. Okay. So what I want to talk about this week? Um, you know what they say? An elephant never forgets. Oh. Please tell okay. me this story. Oh, now, Jesus. this is this is actually this is really wild. shocked me. No, because I'm being serious right now. Let me tell you. I don't know if you saw the video of the orangutan. Yes. That grabbed that man. And would not let go. Yes. And wouldn't let go. Now, granted, that man was not in the right he place at the right the time. He jumped, yeah. he jumped over the closure. And he shouldn't have been there. But when I tell you that orangutan got a hold of him. Something's and had he not had that me. buddy to help him out, right. it, it would have been game over for that boy. Yeah, Whatever that Gatan wanted to go on, whatever he wanted to happen, would have happened. <laughs> yeah. That might, that so was strong. that was in the back of my mind when I actually read this story that I'm about to tell y'all about. All right. Now, in India this past week, a wild elephant trampled a 70-year-old woman who was reportedly at the time retrieving water from the local water source of her um of, of 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 her district of where she lived and she was trampled by a an elephant um she did not die on the scene she later died due to the injuries from that but once they held her funeral this is where it, this is where it gets crazy once they held her funeral the same elephant shows up at the funeral drags the woman off of the funeral pyre and tramples her again. What did she do? How did this happen? What happened? There's more to the story here. There's, There's definitely be. more. Now, I'm telling you, this is this is the only thing, because I don't think anyone has said if she had some involvement in something, if she was, I don't know. But basically what they were saying is, is that she was at the village water source of where she lives, and that's where the uh, that's where she got trampled by the elephant. At that point, they had taken her to get medical attention. She later she died later, but the, I guess the elephant 
heard somebody talking like she's I don't, I don't know what happened i don't know if he was like oh she didn't die on the spot let me cut let me pull up <laughs> this i just elephant pulled up dragged her body off of the funeral pyre so you know so you know in some vill- villages they'll set up a pyre mm-hmm. um that will you know the, that, that you can like light, light, the yeah, yeah the light on fire or whatever so dragged her off of that trampled the body again and then later messed up some stuff in the village just in case just in case, just in case any of y'all want to think about coming for me i just need to what did she do why was this elephant so mad this at her scary this is scary yeah. and i think it, to me what the commentary is because there has been conversations about where the elephant actually lived and it was mm-hmm. close to a wildlife sanctuary where where okay. this yeah so where this actually has happened but there has been conversations in india and in multiple places about the deforestation of these of these wildlife sanctuaries um and as as we continue to deplete natural resources these areas are getting smaller and smaller for animals yeah so i mean i'm not sure she was i don't know if baby girl's on the board if she, the vote <laughs> didn't go through i don't know what happened but mr elephant was not uh dumbo was not having it today that story is so Isn't wild that, to me. that is so oh my gosh like you just to, to be inside an animal's brain like what why are you so mad what like, did no, she do her. and then they was like you know she didn't die they took her to, they took her to the hospital wait she didn't die oh okay bet bet i'm pulling up text this is where they at where they at no no I'm not laughing at the woman's death. I think that that's no, horrible. I'm laughing I'm at this elephant's actions and how specific, which is they so were. it's to me is mind boggling. It's crazy. Um, I know, woo child, definitely woo child. Can we have all phones off on set? Thank yeah, you, thank you, because <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Doing a show here. All right, so uh, what do you have next? Oh my gosh! Well, it is a sad day. The Wendy Williams show aired the well, I yeah, guess I the you. day of this recording, she they aired the last episode today. Yeah. But on Friday, they aired the last episode. And so this is coming from Variety. After 13 seasons, the Wendy Williams show will officially come to an end this Friday. That's Friday. The Day Down Talk Show has been airing all season without its host, Wendy Williams, who will who won't be present for the final episode. Sherry Shepard hosted the final and they did like yeah. this tribute to yeah, Wendy, kind of just like I memories guess. and mm-hmm. and moments apparently well i mean i think we've known this for a while sherry will be back in the fall with her yeah, own with talk her show, show in the same time slot as wendy's was yeah i um it's tough to go out this way. This is unfortunate that this is how it had to end. On your own show. Um, you can't even I, be on your own show. But I had been saying for a while that something wasn't right. Are you proud of that? No, I'm just saying that. And it was the fact that we she couldn't even come back for the final. It's like I, I'm sending my prayers um, out to her and hope that everything is going to be okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've you know, I've been a Wendy fan. I know it. I'm t- I'm trying to. Fi- How are you dealing with this? I mean, How are you processing all of this? Because you are honestly a huge Wendy fan. 
was a big fan of the model that she introduced to daytime yeah like mm-hmm. you know hot topics what what are you uh, how are you getting through this what do you feel like <laughs> well i mean i'm fine but like it's just this is a sad way to go out she's yeah. had such a a very pivotal show in pop culture and um a, and an amazing like career but i i'm not this i'm not i think the reason why i'm not sad is because i think i because i am a fan of wendy i know that wendy is a master at reinventing herself yeah i don't think this is the end and well I mean, there's already been talking about a podcast and stuff I would like love that. that i would be of course i would listen of course and I can so, see her on serious too. Yeah. So I mean, I I think Wendy's already probably got something in the works. And so while her show may be coming to an end, I think she'll be back on a different platform and we'll continue to hear her crazy wild takes and laugh yeah. along with her. So definitely. Ooh, ciao. Ooh, ciao. Okay. So up next, this is actually pretty serious. I I'm just Uh-oh. but I do want to talk about this story because it is something that is kind of going on. So because it is Pride Month and we're also celebrating Juneteenth um, today. I mean, no, yesterday. Um, yes. Happy Juneteenth. Well, I mean, it's observed today on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but I did want to talk a little bit about what's been going on. Uh, Marcus, did you hear about the U-Haul? They got pulled over holding 31 men from a nationalist group from a white nationalist group i did see this so this was crazy to me i mean um so this past uh weekend actually now two weekends ago there was a there was a tip placed to a, a police department in idaho uh i think it's Coeur d'Alene. i guess yes Coeur d'Alene, idaho hope i'm saying that right um but there was a there was a tip placed to the police saying that there was 20 men inside a U-Haul um, with, you know, with gear. With looking weird. So, what? Yeah. So of course, the police force went out, found the actual U-Haul, pulled it over, opened up the back of the U-Haul, holding 31 men dressed in navy blue shirts, khaki pants, with white masks on, holding riot gear. So, they had, like, shields. There were, like, smoke, uh, the smoke grenade. You know, like those mm-hmm. things ha- had those with plans to travel to a nearby pride event that mm-hmm. was happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whoa, what the, the world is. Uh. And like what could have happened? Right. And like what could have happened right there is just like I'm I'm one I'm doing the story partly because it is Pride Month and like I'm just telling people be mindful, be aware of what's the, your surroundings and what's going on out there because it hasn't stopped with this situation. Now, I am showcasing this story, but I don't know if you heard about the um situation that happened in the California library library this past week. <laughs> library. library. I'm so ghetto. <laughs> um but no, did you hear about so you know how the, a lot of drag queen that had to lock the drag in queen the back. that was yep. doing so a lot of uh libraries during the month of June will have drag queens come and read to the kids and it's all about you know inclusion and mm-hmm. you know that that type of thing well a group of like eight proud boys showed up while this drag queen was reading and like yelling obscenities and like talking about mm-hmm. home you know like homosexuals or pedophiles like all of this stuff Meanwhile, you're in front of the kids. Right. 
So what are you like? You're not doing now. What are you doing? Yeah, like you're not doing anything look better. At me, now look at by exposing you. this stuff to you know to children, but this situation that happened in California as law as well as this situation that happened in Idaho is crazy. Um, they had the the men that were arrested in Idaho, all thirty one of them. Multiple of them came from different states. Of Some of them were coming did. from Texas, of course. South Dakota, of course. Arkansas, of Colorado, course. Of course. Washington State. Of course. Uh, and the majority of them were in their 20s and 30s. Now, this is as reported by U.S. Today. Um, they arrested all 31 of them, mm-hmm. but now they've all gotten out on bail. Of course. <laughs> so who knows what they're dressing up to and going to this weekend. Are they being charged with anything? They definitely are being charged. Um, and the um, the leader, because their name is, the they are uh, Patriot Front. That's the name of this group. Hmm. Patriot Front. Um, but they were each charged with one count of conspiracy to riot. That's it? Uh, and I think they said more charges will come as they continue, like, the investigation of figuring out, like, how they went, how they went to go do it. So they'll just be back on the streets. Woo child. Woo child. So I, I, I say that to kind of raise awareness and just yeah, be mindful. Because I know I'm going to be out, yeah. you know, um, multiple weekends. I was out last weekend, too. Yeah, and it's we just like were. we need to just, you know, be mindful. Because yeah. people are really crazy out here. And plotting has nothing to do with you. Woo you're child. You're coming in from Washington State. Like all over. Not even just. Yeah. To come to, because you want to bust up a pride event in Idaho. Coming from Texas and Arkansas to Idaho. Like, what's, what's going on? Like, what's what's wrong in your life? Ooh, child. Okay. All right. On to other things. What do you have next? Oh, yeah. Uh, last thing. Oh, Beyonce. <laughs> Let's okay. talk. Because you, you, you talked about this last week. You said well, something was coming. Well, now there's something to talk about. You yeah. said something was coming. You saw the... Um, I saw the profiles, the Twitter posts. Yeah, the profile yeah. page, like I the profile photos, were taken down, and it was like, okay, well, what is? So, yeah, I, like I said, I was just reading the Twitter discourse, and uh, lo and behold, uh, the Re- Renaissance Act One Renaissance, Renaissance, yes, is the. I, I'm I'm a little confused, so I need some clarification. So I'm okay. seeing people buy things, yep. but nobody knows what they're buying. So it seems like there is some type of special. Um, is it a book? Is it a shirt? I think it's. I think a shirt is, is included. So it's like a box set, kind okay, of. Okay. Okay. Um, very similar to what you know, if you remember, like the box sets of like yesteryear, which would contain like the vinyl of the artist, but then also like some extra, like little goody stuff, some insides. You know, it could be some you know photos, that kind of thing. And I think that that's what people are got it getting ready for and setting you know okay setting aside money already to purchase. Uh, and some are already actually already bought part, them. Yeah, yeah, some are actually have already purchased. Have already like, bought them. Like. When it gets here, and just send them my way. So, okay, I just, it's it's just, I thought that was weird because there's like no pictures. So no definitely visuals. not any pictures. But I mean, I think the beauty with Beyonce and she knows the fan base is you like know you're gonna get some good. Y'all know y'all gonna you know I'm gonna take care of y'all. Yeah, so just go ahead and do it. Good. Now, have, ask me if I purchased anything. <laughs> not either. I definitely have not because I'm, I'm not waiting. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. I am not gonna sit up here. Yeah, and, I'm gonna wait and see. Right? No, I'm gonna wait. I, I'm gonna wait listen. and see. 
I reserve the right to purchase <laughs> to or not purchase <laughs> um, anything I'm, because I'm I'm really more so focused on what what is the music. Yeah. Like that's what I want to know. I am and what not it's going to be like. I am not a when it comes to Beyonce. I am not an early adopter. I am one of those wait and see when it comes out. Now, have you heard anything about the actual music? No, I think there was something reported from the B Legion Twitter account that said that it was supposed to be 16 tracks, but that's not been confirmed. And you know, honestly, like this new, I've seen all of these reports and stuff. This new album has technically not been confirmed. Like Beyonce has not posted anything or said anything and said, yes, there's an album coming. Y'all could just be getting a box set or something and no mute. Like, I see everybody calling it an album and stuff, but do we know that for sure? No, I think that it's definitely going to be an album. Um, there, there are talks. That I think that they actually spoke to it. So this this past week, she also did the cover of uh, Vogue, British, uh, British Vogue. Vogue yeah. British Vogue. She looked great. And they talked about the new music in, oh, in the article. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I need to go read the article. Yeah, so I would go check that out because they definitely talk about the new... Uh, did you read it? Do you know what she said? So I saw some clips. I didn't read the um, article verbatim, but there was talks about the new music saying that... Um, hold on, let me get this... Make sure I get this Which right. Which is supposed to be coming out on July 29th, too, by the way. I will definitely be ready. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Soaring folks... Uh, British Vogue describes Beyonce's new music. Soaring vocals and fierce beats combine in a split second. Um, I'm transported back to the clubs of my youth. I read that too. I want to get up and start throwing moves. Music that will unite so many on the dance floor. Music that touches yourself. Who's the editor-in-chief of yeah, British Vogue. So, I'm... I mean... Okay. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> okay. We will see I'm what ready. happens. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Uh, that's all I got. All right, cool. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will do our spotlight shows of the week. Yes. Marcus, what are you doing? I am doing legendary. Legendary, legendary. Um, and I'm going to be doing the dropout. Ooh, Amanda yeah. Seyfried. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. be cool. So. All right, well, we'll be right back uh, with your episode spotlights. Hey, y'all, and we are back. It is time for our spotlight shows of the week. This week, I'm covering The Dropout. Okay. Let's talk about it. Now, it is summer. It is officially scammer season, okay? <laughs> it <laughs> really is. It really is. Yes, and we're going to talk about it. The Dropout covers the meteoric rise and fall of eccentric CEO Elizabeth Holmes and her healthcare startup, Theranos. Uh, this show, it's on Hulu. It is packed with big name actors who we'll get into talking, delivering some really great standout performances. But what I loved most about this actual production is um, the work of Amanda Seyfried, who who is who plays Elizabeth Holmes. Mm -hmm. um, first, let's talk a little bit about what we knew kind of going in. Now, you are familiar with Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. I think you've seen the documentary. Yeah, I saw what, both of them. So, like, what kind of things did you already know about this story? 
So number one, I didn't know that this was happening around the same time that I actually lived there. Mm. So this was around, what, 2016, 2015, yeah. something in there. I was like, oh, shit, I was living there. At right in the, yeah, right in yeah. the valley. Um, I learned a lot from the documentaries. And so just learning about her time at Stanford and yeah. how she was starting to kind of like gain interest from this product that never nobody ever wanted to seem to demonstrate and then got a lot of funding and... You even got what the Walgreens yeah. buy-in, and yep. they had these machines planned to be there, and then somebody actually, you know, got to test one, and it didn't work. So the the show really takes us through all of that. What mm-hmm. you just shared, it takes us, you know, from Elizabeth's early years, going into oh, Stanford, good. dropping out, and then becoming Forming this company. Uh, this, you know, I, I mean, tour de force uh, woman CEO that was like plastered everywhere for mm-hmm. about a strong three to four years. I mean, she was on the cover of like Fortune magazine. She was yeah. doing, you know, talks with like, you know, White House politicians and, you know, uh, Bill Clinton, George Schultz, all of these people. Very high scale. Yeah, event. very like this, you know, this kind of like figurehead for this company that seemed to just be going up, 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 up. Little did we know and what the show later reveals is that during this time, there was so much going on behind the curtain um, and there was not a working prototype for the invention that she had claimed to invent. Now, the, what you might not have known. Tell, spill the tea. Which was the first thing that kind of like floored me to let me know, okay, this is not just going to be, re- this is not going to be a regurgitated right. account of like the podcast or of the documentaries. Um I think the show does a really great job of giving us Elizabeth's why and how how someone who comes from privilege and, you know, very comfortable beginnings um, will strive to do anything to continue that and to exceed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth's family seemed to be very well off, but I think behind the curtains there were a lot of financial concerns going on with the dad with employment and he had to you know ask multiple people for money and mm-hmm. she really wanted to be able to help um mm-hmm. you know she felt she, she felt like the family invested a lot in her and i think the i think the writers of the, of the dropout have done a really great job of showcasing us that humanity um of this character because mm-hmm. we all know her as just this this like very crazy CEO who wears black and has lied to, lied to all these people. And right. so, you know, basically took all this money from these people. Um, so I think they did a really great job of that. The first thing I want to talk about. Um, so Amanda Seyfried is the def is definitely the figurehead for this. And she, she leads good? this. She rocks it out. Okay. Little T. Mm-hmm. She was not oh, yeah. to, uh, supposed to initially play yeah. Elizabeth Holmes, which I was, this. which I was like floored by. No, we talked um, about this on the when show. We t- I missed that. Yeah, Kate from SNL. Kate McKinnon was yeah. supposed to actually uh, star as Elizabeth Holmes, and she was set to executive produce, mm-hmm. but then somehow, like, I think she chose a different project. She and went a different direction. You you know what the project was. Uh, not off the top of my head. Carol Baskin and Tiger yes. King. <laughs> yes. They, yes. Child, which I have not seen and don't plan on watching. I mean, but this, I mean, 
Amanda Seyfried definitely did the thing. Now, what I talked about, like, I think the first time I mentioned it on here when I was watching it were her eyes. Oh, yeah. But also the other mannerisms of just capturing Elizabeth's voice um, and, you know, just her mannerisms. I thought she did a really great job. No, good for her. Other standouts that I want to kind of give a little shout out to, Naveen Andrews, who plays Sonny Balwani. This is like Elizabeth Holmes' mentor slash boyfriend slash investor. It's a very messy situation, and I think Naveen did a really great job of being able to kind of float oh. between all of those different roles that Sonny was to Elizabeth. I was Googling um, him because I was like, who Naveen? Why I've known he, I thought he was very strong. Um, like I told you guys earlier, it's packed with heavy hitters. Lori Metcalf, who we all know as Aunt Jackie from um, Roseanne. Uh, William H. Macy, who plays the dad on Shameless. Mm -hmm. Sam Watterson, who we know from Law and & Order, and um, most recently, Grace and Frankie. But they are all part of this cast, which really brings it, which really brings all of it home. Yeah, I like this cast. Um, I really got into this, I really got into this series because I think from a very, like I said, I may have mentioned this earlier, but with my current job, I actually get to work with a lot of startups oh, yeah. and companies. And I think this was a very interesting lens that I was able to bring to this because it was like, you see the growth of the startup and just how much From you have inception. to put into it, how mm -hmm. much work goes into it. And some of the things that you will do ethical or not um, to kind of keep the lights on, you know, she was young. She was a woman and I think that there were a lot of people that may have had doubts just based on those two things, mm -hmm. but somehow she was able to Svengali them <laughs> into, you know, several investments into the Walgreens uh, partnership that you talked about that you mentioned earlier, several different things. And I don't know if, it, I don't know if we are getting into a space because I think about this show. I think about inventing Anna. I think about we crash. I don't know if we're getting into a space where these shows are actually showcasing these alleged scammers and fakes in a positive light or in a, um, or, or in a way that, Just you know, softer light in general. I, well, even not even a softer light, but I'm thinking like, you know, it's kind of making it seem very easy, glamorous, without any real consequence. That is what right. I've yet to see from any of these shows. Yeah. Um, it seems like, you know, th these things are happening without much consequence. And I don't know what kind of message that sends. I don't know what kind of message that sends to watchers and viewers out there or people coming up trying to figure out how they're going to get, you know, how they're going to get into their bag. But it's very interesting that we're seeing all of these shows and we're highlighting these characters um, and exalting mm -hmm. them without any real, without seeing any real consequence that has happened to them. Right. The dropout finishes with us giving, getting a quick story about what she's doing currently, which sounds like just being a mom hanging out um, and, and chilling. And so it's, it's, it's odd. I did enjoy it, but I'm also kind of thinking about like what messaging is this sending out on a larger scale? Because like I said, when you think about all those other shows, it's a very similar, it's a very similar formula formula. Yeah. I, 
it's that is what's wild to me. Just what is she doing now? She's at home being a mom. Yeah, she's like chick, chilling, chicken, hanging, just chilling out. That's so wild to I me. I mean, it's and I mean, and and trust me, y'all, it goes deeper than not just having a working prototype because that was yes, that was I mean, the people gave that her was the money, first thing. Lots but of no, money. people gave her money, and then also this was the gotcha gotcha. She was doing this testing on actual patients. She was using a, a prototype that she knew did not work and that was not giving accurate results on these patients. Right. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, this now is really bordering on um, criminal. Right. Because you're putting these patients' lives at risk. Let's, let's forget the ethical. The faulty. We're, we're, now, we're, we're now in the space of criminal. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that I thought the show did a really great je- job of tackling all of these things, but then also kind of creating a um, space for us to see a little bit more into this woman's backstory about yeah. why she why she may have been prompted and why she may have been motivated to kind of make certain decisions that eventually led to, you know, the business falling and failing and being a, a, a huge fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that I have, but I would definitely suggest if you, it's not, it's not super long. I think it's eight episodes. Um, it's on Hulu, right? It, and it's on Hulu, mm-hmm. but I would say at least watch it. If you want to know, like I would, I would, I would be surprised if Amanda did not get an Emmy nomination for this performance. I've heard good things about it and seen good reviews, so I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if and she Naveen did. And Naveen as well. I think Naveen yeah. might even be able to snag a uh, award nomination. I'm still kind of hoping that Sebastian Stan and what's her name get an Emmy Oh, Lily James, Lily James from um, yeah. for Pam and Tommy? Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So, okay. Well, that's it. That's it for me. All right, let's take a break then, and we'll come back with my TV spotlight. We're going to do a quick discussion about Legendary. We'll be back. What up? We're back. It's time for my TV spotlight. Is it? It is. Okay, let's get into it. We've kind of talked about this already a little bit, but I figured we wanted to officially close out the season with just... A full show review really quickly. But I'm talking about Legendary, season three. Okay. Um, and we're going to run through a couple of these. And I just want to have some discussions about who your favorite houses were, your overall thoughts on judging and what should Let's they should do Let's get into it. Again, Let's talk about it. The best performances. And then if you were happy with the outcome. So first off, the houses. I uh, did not feel as though this was a strong group of houses okay as compared to seasons one and two yes or just one of those seasons seasons one and two okay yeah i think season three um but that's not to say that there weren't some because obviously i still had my favorites but i what what do you think about that like i it's not that i don't i don't think there was a great selection of houses i think that there were enough to kind of create the arc of the show that we needed to see what i what i do agree with is that i think that there were not a lot of um existing 
houses that have been around for quite some time. I felt like a lot of the houses that were competing on this season were brand new. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. And may have just been put together for like the sole sake of the before. show. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Which, to me, is like, okay, but I... I think that there's a there's a part of me that really does like to see that history mm-hmm. um, and years, you know, kind the of come down the road. And I get excited together, when I do yeah. hear, you know, a name I recognize or a house I recognize. It's like, oh, OK. Or I've seen that person on so and so. Right. You know, those things are really great. So I, I love that the House of Little Beja was represented and I was able Same. to make some, you know, like connections to prior knowledge. But I felt like that was really one of the only houses that was that I did know. Mm-hmm. Did you have any uh, favorites? Uh, yeah, I loved Revlon. Same. I thought That's Revlon was very strong, and I thought that uh, Juicy Couture was really strong. Juicy I Couture. actually also, if I'm being real, I also loved House of Yamamoto. I was gonna say Yamamoto wasn't terrible. I put them in my like they were good, but I just if if I'm going top three, I think this was the right top three as well. Yeah. I yeah I would just agree with that. Just in a different that. order, maybe. I would agree with that. I would say um, it seemed as though um, some of the houses like had to rely on certain laurels, like Alpha and Omega being, being very pretty, Rebel being very pretty. Oh. I feel like that that was the only. <laughs> I feel like I was the only person who really no got shade. that shine. And I'm not saying that the other boys weren't pretty, but I felt like that he was the standout and they were always kind of putting him in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what the Vogue was hitting for, though. Can't speak to what the Vogue uh, was hitting for. Can well, you? I don't know. Not much. It didn't last. Right. Um, Machiavelli, I felt like, should have been, been gone. gone. I don't know what this happened This ain't the there. battle show. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, for me, the... Revlon, Juicy, and Yamamoto. Yeah, period. Uh, judging. We've talked seriously we about judging. We did. Um, I don't think it's going to change. I think that they like it. It They feel as though it works, and if HBO's not making them change it, then we got to we gotta be cool. We got to move on. Watch it. Yeah, watch it and not watch it. Because yeah. I feel like at this point, HBO's like, well, what? <laughs> And that's the thing with you. You can be HBO and say, "Well, I'm, we're not changing it." Well, is it HBO or is it the showrunners? And like Jamila Jamil is an executive producer on the show. Yeah, but so, I, I think HBO saying yes, we're, we're going to continue to give you guys your episodes and do what you want with it. Do whatever you want. You really? Hmm. Well, I I think there still needs to be some judge shifting and responsibilities yeah. dispersed a little bit differently i would love to see my that, that model that we talked about like i would love to see that put into action yeah because i feel like that that would at least allow the judges to speak intelligently yeah about what it is that they're seeing and i, I don't agree. feel like that that is always happening and maybe on legendary and then maybe have it hold more weight because i agree yeah. with you it doesn't seem like well i'm not i'm not gonna say which judge but like don't really care about your opinion on this. Yeah, I would really love to. I mean, if Laomi as the technical, Law as our fashion, uh, Jamila as incorporation of theme, and uh, Kiki for 
uh, overall showmanship. Showmanship, yeah. We t- I think we talked about this two episodes ago. If y'all want to go back and listen to it there. And then the guest judge will do like an overall score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, best performances. Uh, so my favorite would be uh, the Juicy Couture mm-hmm. um, superhero kind of kid playtime. Oh, okay. That would be my favorite performance of the season. What was the, I would say. What was her name? Brooklyn. 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 Yeah. Um, Brooklyn was heavily featured in that and did kind of like a Laomi tribute, which I thought was really, really cool. I would say the next would be the Revlon Rapunzel, the yes. fairy tale performance. It was the Moneyball, wasn't it? Um, I think it was the fairy tale um, okay. week oh, uh, okay. that they did Rapunzel, and that was definitely a standout performance for me as well. No, those are really good. I agree. I think uh, I liked Revlon's Moneyball uh, performances because they won the Moneyball, um, and I, so I, I like. I think their overall performance during that challenge was really good. But well, what did it? What was the Moneyball like? So they were doing like it was individual stuff, but like they had to do together. If you remember, I think they had like a couple of team assignments. And what then was like the a, thing? I can't a remember. Catwalk. I don't. Uh, what was that theme? I don't know. I think it was the anime. I'm not sure what it was. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, I also really like Juicy Couture's Pink Panther performance. Yeah, that was good show. too. That was I just uh, Lolita did such a good job being the principal and like demanding attention, and so I I loved that. That was my, a good perform. Those are my favorite performances. Nice. So, um, were you happy with the outcome? Yeah, I think that I think that Juicy Couture definitely earned it, and mm-hmm. I do feel as though uh, Revlon ran out of steam. Um, did they though? I do think that they ran out of steam. I don't at, think they the should end. have got eliminated the day they got eliminated. I don't think that they should have got eliminated. I probably would have voted just because of how well they had done throughout. Right. I probably would have just given it to them on GP just to say, okay, you made it to the finals. You earned a spot in the finals. Right. But I do feel like that they were running low. Um, uh, in terms of fumes and just overall ideas, ways to showcase themselves differently. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I semi-agree with that. I just, it's like Revlon and Juicy Couture were the only two houses to hold a superior trophy all season. Yeah, they were the only ones, which is like I said, that's why I would have given them, I feel like I would have given them it yeah. just because of how well they had done throughout the season. But um there did seem to be a little, just a little run out at the end. I think Yamamoto was hungry, and I and, felt like the judges really right. responded to that. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, yeah. Is there anything or what would be the biggest thing that you would change for a season four? I think, of, I, I would, think the biggest announced. thing that I would change would be the judging, and then probably the next thing after that would just be incorporation of the live studio audience. Yeah, they... I, what you said last time really resonated because yeah like the audience was just there like they didn't mm-hmm. i remember from the first season I, but the set and stuff is also different too i noticed that because in season one everybody was literally on the floor now there's a actual runway lit up and stuff with the judges off to the side because they use the audience a lot in season one yeah but i i realized that too they were just kind of a prop hmm. uh I, I agree with you judging Number okay. one, we got to get this judging under control. I think the show loses credibility, in my opinion. My opinion. 
I think the show loses credibility with the judging because like if the judges aren't consistent, like if we're looking at the same performance, you give it a 10, but then somebody else gives it a three that doesn't compute. Like that's, that's two ends of the, the polls here. Right. Right. So now I and that happens can't take either of you seriously because who's right, who's wrong here, unless you're Laomi, obviously. But I, I think we need a little bit more consistency in the average, don't you think? I mean, yeah, de- definitely. You need more consistency. But, I mean, I, we can't fault someone for feeling how they feel. And I feel like that that is... Based that is authentic feeling. to yeah, like ballroom said, based yeah. on how you feel. Like based on how you feel. I don't see it for y'all. <laughs> so yeah, you're getting a three. I, there we go. Um, okay. Well, I mean, overall, what did you think about this season? How are you ranking seasons one, two, and three? I would I would probably say that this uh would be uh my least favorite season of Legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I think last season was really at least the performances of the houses were, were really high. hitting on another yeah. level. They were really high um, level. And people were, it was just very, it was a, it was a more advanced level of voguing and performance that I saw then. So I would probably yeah. say two would be my most favorite. Then I would probably put one, season one in second place, and I'll put season three in third. That's exactly mine, two, one, three. Yeah, I think season two really raised the bar and there were a lot of strong houses and a lot of talented people in, in those houses. Not to say that none of the houses from either season, but just it's exceptionally talented. And I think because of, of how strong season two was, I think that that is also why you see a lot of the um, goop, gaggery and fuckery happening on the judges panel with like these gag flags and oh, yeah. all of that stuff. And I feel like that that's because it was such a stiff tough competition last season mm-hmm. with the houses um, that they decided to kind of try to put some things in place to help. Did you like the gag flag? No. I didn't either. Okay. No. I, I, I liked it, but I didn't it. like the way that it was used No, by any of the judges. Mm-mm. Not one. Mm-mm. I, yeah. But I agree. Why gag flag mm-hmm. a house that you already know is in the number one spot? That's already safe. Yep. Agreed. Um, that's all I have. I agree with you. Two, one, three. Um, I I don't know if they get a season four or not. I don't think anything's sure been they said, will. but I hope they do. I really do. I mean, I'm still going to be watching. Obviously. I'm sure they will. So, but yeah, that was my spotlight. Nice. Well, let's take a break and we will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. We'll be right back. We are back, and it is time for Fizz or Flat. Hello. All right, this is the moment of the show where we get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week and give them a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat if, if we're, we're not. not. I will go first. Uh, Maybe I wanted to go first. No, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and go first. Wow. Uh, it's June. <laughs> it's Pride. And... Aubrey Drake Graham has released the ultimate Circuit Gay album this past week with Honestly, Never Mind. Yes, girls, you heard it. Honestly, never mind. You girls heard it right. Drake has released a brand new album (laughs) and it is giving Circuit Party. 
I so I quickly listened through the tracks and everything just sounded the same, like the same vocals, I mean, the same beat. Yes, definitely the same. It's all the same vibe, same beat. He kind of slows it down towards the end of the album, yeah. and we get into a different kind of vibe and feel. But to me, this is ultimately a house music tribute album. Oh, really? Okay. Because well, it's very. I mean, it's very. It's given very house music, Chicago house music. Gotcha. Well, well, I guess we'll see how it does on the charts. Yeah. Have you seen the video? No. For Falling for Back? Oh, uh, no, I haven't. So okay. there's the video out for Falling Back. Very, uh, very interesting video. Cute video, I'll mm-hmm. say. I think Drake has mastered. He, he's trying to get the acting He's really, still. really good with music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, And he actually has Tristan Thompson um in this music video he's like a featured he's like he's a featured role mm-hmm. in this music video but it basically outlines drake marrying like 20 different women all at the same time um and i thought there was a couple of things that made me laugh i loved how each of his brides got like a little beauty moment uh towards the end of the song and it gave, mm-hmm. it gave you like their names and their instagram handles which I thought was really interesting. Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put it, it on I'll for you it. after we uh, finish yeah. recording this. But yeah, honestly, Nevermind is definitely it, the, Drake always seems to find a way into our ears and into our radios, and so he knows what he's doing. It's going to be out. We're going to be dancing to this. We're going to be singing to this. So just give it some time. But this is definitely giving us Chicago house music for the summer, or Circuit Party Gay. You pick. <laughs> Uh, are you giving it a fizz or a flat? I'm giving it a fizz. Uh, I'm going to give it a flat. Wow. I mean, it's not going to stop the train. I mean, I, maybe I just need to give I it another I don't want to see you here. I don't want to see you singing shit. Uh, I, I, well, I, don't, I couldn't tell you a I song. I don't want to see you dancing to shit. Couldn't tell you a song. I don't want to see you dancing to shit. I, I don't want to see you singing to shit. <laughs> I probably, let me yeah. go back and listen to it yeah. fully. Yeah. And then I'll give a full review. Yeah, think about it. But I, yeah, right now, okay. I couldn't even tell you a song on the track. And I listened to the whole album. The moment quickly. I see you sing and the moment I see so, you dance, I'm eating your ass up. Right now. But you don't even got to worry about that because right now, the only thing that's on my mind is from chloe bailey we're not there yet marcus oh, calm down your <gasps> yes it's still it's my a, thing it's not on yours i had it on here i swear you did i it. sure did i swear that you I didn't most definitely because I, de- I definitely looked to make sure that you did it. i know i had it on you, here i swear you didn't bro i just looked down at the sheet and said wait a minute what's i promise that you didn't column I promise you didn't. Wow. You just stole my story. I did not. Wow. I mean, you can do it if you want. No, no, thanks. But you, you didn't put, you, you did not have it down. So sure, that's why I sure put girl. it down. We'll roll the tapes. Because your stuff we'll, has been done. We'll I did mine back. just before we started. We'll roll, no, I added some more things in there today. I didn't, I didn't see anything. I added some more things in there today. Okay. This Chloe thing that's not even here. So. Go ahead. Um, nope. I've got other stories. So don't worry about it. Okay. Do one. Let's talk about Jennifer Hudson. Let's talk about um, uh, EGOT winner Jennifer Hudson. Yes. And apparently the youngest EGOT. Oh, I don't know that. Maybe, yeah, probably. I'm going to say, how old is John Legend? Let me, let me, I don't know. Maybe verify that. Can you look up John Legend's age? um, Okay, hold on. And Jennifer Hudson, because they're both EGOTs. And then let me read to the audience here uh, what I have. John Legend is 43. I think uh, Jennifer's not even 40 yet, though. I think she's like 38, 39. Or am I wrong? Jennifer's 40. Boom. Youngest EGOT winner. Nice. Good. Good for her. Jennifer Hudson. 
Uh, she won her EGOT from the Tony Awards that yes. just recently happened. She was a producer on Strange Loop, and it won the Tony for Best Musical. Um, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. This is awesome. I knew she was going to get an EGOT. I knew she was going to get a Tony at some yeah, point. Yeah, it was only going to be a matter of time. Yeah. I know I know everybody thought she was going to get it for the color purple. Yeah. But I, at some point. So good for her. Um, no, I think this is dope, and I definitely give this a fizz. Well, well the, we're not done yet because the blessings are a plenty. Did you know she started in a daytime talk show? I did know that she's getting the Jennifer Hudson show. I saw it on her Instagram and was like, "No way! Yeah. I didn't know this." Mm-hmm. So the coming this fall, I don't know whose slot she's taking, but I probably Nick Cannon's. Hell, yeah, because he's gone too. Oh, the real is gone too. They, yeah, <laughs> they they. Cleared out for some new girls. Yeah, I don't know who slot she's taking, but I hope it goes well. And I'm really. I'm trying to think, what, did, need, what does need, the show look like with we her? We need black people in daytime television heading the shows up. Yeah. I don't know. What does the show look like? I mean, is she incorporating? Me? I feel like she it's can't go very to Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. It'll be very Kelly. You think so? Because she's going to be singing. You know she's going to sing. <laughs> you know she's going to sing. She's going to be doing her Jennifer Hudson thing. Um Ooh. What is that? The Jennifer Hudson thing of um, she's a performer. She is a performer, yeah. and she loves to bust out in songs. Okay. It's going to be, you know, she's going to be laughing, having a good time. But there's definitely going to be music all up and through this thing. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm going to I want to I want to watch it. I want to definitely take. I don't. I like you. I don't know what time slot she's taking. Yeah, I have no clue what time slot she's taking. I don't know what's going on with the phones. Yeah, but the but phone it needs to stop. Can't turn off for some reason, can it? It really I don't know what's going on with the phones, but it really needs to stop. Yeah. And that, it happens so, every time we're over here. So whoever can't um, turn their phone on silent, get it. But yeah, I definitely give this a fizz as well. Yeah. Total fizz for Jennifer Hudson on the EGOT win and the daytime talk show. Do you think it matters who slot she gets? No. Well, I think it matters the network. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, The Real was on Fox, too. The Real was on Fox. Nick Cannon show was on Fox. It's probably not Fox. We probably right. should have That's what I'm Fox. saying. It depends on the network. What's, what's well, network? Kelly what network Clarkson is, is on be Fox, on? isn't she? I don't think so. Or is she on NBC? I don't know. But what, what network is Jennifer Hudson going to be on? It doesn't say. It doesn't say yet. That was my question, too. Because it does, and even on the flyer that she posted or the post, the the full announcement. Child, this thing might be on Zeus. Y'all better stop. <laughs> I cannot. I don't think so. Kelly's I, on NBC. Kelly's on NBC. Okay, I thought so. So I guess we'll see. All right. What else you got? Um, we can do a surprise. Go ahead. No, go for it. I'm I'm gonna give my comments either way, so I'm not pressed. <laughs> okay. Well, in addition to Drake, who's also releasing new music. Chloe has released a brand new single called Surprise, as well as a video to yes. go with it. Um, Marcus, what are your thoughts? You know I've had the song on repeat all day. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say two quick, quick things, because I don't want to take up too much of y'all's time. But number one, this is what we call classic promotion. This is what we call like the lead up to an EP or an album. You know, we re- you release the music. And you like release the video with it. And you release multiple songs. Like a lot yeah. of these girls are not doing this. They'll release a song and then disappear for six months. 
And like that's uh, there are several girls out here doing this. And so yeah. like I've it's very fresh to get a follow up to a follow up. But it's like, oh, so the album is on the way. Plus, I think this is a this is a good blend of classic promotion and social media because we watched the live that she had. Yeah, where she, she did. Uh, she did like a preview a of, of all the songs and was like, which song, which single do y'all think we should do first? Yeah. So she's listening to us and is like, you know, here's what I got. What do y'all like? Yeah. Peruse through. And there was a lot of good choices, actually. There were a few that I was like, damn, I can't decide. Yeah, I, I really like the song. I love the video. I think yes. the video is really cute. I she is once again showcasing she's like I'm an adult woman yes. so get ready uh <laughs> this is what it is um and so I'm I'm on board and I love it I love the video don't you is it you tell me whether or not you agree or don't agree I feel like every you, she gets a little better with every song like the song gets better and I think yeah well I think that that's yes I do yes I do think that the songs have increasingly got better, but I think that that's only just because they know because she is with Parkwood and they know how to go about giving us an album. Coop fizz fizz. It's definitely a fizz, but they, they have the, they have the knowledge and they said, okay, well, you know, we got to hit them with, we got to keep it. It has the bar has to keep raising. We can't lose momentum. And so because they know that they know exactly what we're going to be ready to watch and what we're going to be ready to listen to. Um, so, yeah, this is what happens when you have that type of machine behind Please. you. And I, it's good. It's I love really it. Good. And she's talented. So I can't wait to be on this journey with her. Yeah. What else you got? Quick update with Jennifer Hudson, though. OK. She's getting Ellen showrunners. Is she taking Ellen's spot? No. She's not taking Ellen's Kelly's spot. She's not taking Ellen's spot. spot. So, but she's getting Ellen's showrunners. Jennifer Hudson's gonna be on Fox, but she's getting Ellen's people. Interesting. Which I think could be really good. Yeah, they know how to do it. It could show. really help Fox out. Interesting. Okay. So when it comes, we just gotta be ready to support it. Yeah, like I said, I'm definitely gonna watch. So they don't thing. Yep. Uh what else you have? Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys about Lizzo. So Lizzo was in some hot water this past week for her new song, Girls, which featured a, um, a, word, that, a word that is considered to be an ableist slur. Yes. Did you, did you hear about this? Yes. Okay, so Lizzo announced um, that she was, she announced on social media that she was going to be changing the lyrics to her songs after some of her fans had come out and reached out to her about the word spaz, mm -hmm. which is the word that she actually changed. So um, she got on Instagram this past Monday and said, let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hateful words used against me, so I understand the power words can have, whether intentionally or, in my case, unintentionally. I'm proud to say that there's a new version of Girls with a lyric change. So this all started after one of the fans um, tweeted to her about their disability with cerebral palsy. Right. And said that um, cerebral palsy is literally classified as spastic diplasia. So I guess meaning that like the word spaz is a 
derivative of spastic and kind of, you know, when we think about what, what do you think of when you hear the word spaz? If someone says I'm about to spaz out, which is what the lyric is, what do you think of? Uh, I guess like go crazy. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, I think the same thing. And I feel like basically what they were saying is that it's like this shouldn't be used to describe going crazy or going, you know, wild because this is actually a disability. Um, or it's it's a term used to describe my disability, which is spastic. Well, she changed the lyric, so, so I mean, she did what she. Okay, so yeah. you tell me because I saw some celebrities kind of uh, hitting under this and kind I of really too. running to Lizzo's defense mm-hmm. on this of being like, you know, this when when is enough going to be enough where we have to kind of change lyrics and you know the word the word spaz versus cerebral palsy and spastic to play all of these things what are your thoughts do you feel as though this was the right move for her or do you think that this is like a move so she makes making sure that she doesn't get canceled making sure that she's um seen as you know being a uh, a, a ally and supporter of uh people with um, disabilities. I think all of those things. I think she's doing all of those things in one foul swoop. Um, do I? Uh, Would you have changed your song lyrics? That's what that. That's what I keep asking myself. Would you have changed I, it? I think there's some validity to when is enough enough, especially on. I, I think it would be different if Lizzo was using the term in a derogatory way on the song. But if she I says I'm about to spaz out, yeah. But I think she's saying that in a context of like pure joy or pure happiness. No, no, no. Right? Like, what is I'm the about, like I'm about to be lyric? mad. Um, the full lyric is hold What's on. What's the full lyric? Yeah, I'm gonna read what it says. I'm gonna say, cause shut me up right now if I'm wrong. No, it's. I think what she's referring to is that she's about to be like upset. She's about to be mad. Okay. So hold on, I'm gonna read them. I'm just trying to look for the verse. I'm gonna say if that's the case, then I don't know. Dang, she well, said I'm really changing it up. That's not important. I guess I can't. I I can't say whether or not I would change it or not. I mean, I guess you want to. I don't know. What would you do? I will probably change it just to be making sure that I'm being nice for everybody. But I think, okay, hold on. This is. See, you always got to go back because, you know, some somebody messy on Twitter will have it. OK, the lyric is hold my bag, bitch. Hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm about to spaz. Mm. OK, so like you're angry, like like she's about to like get so, angry, like she's about to fight. And so what's the new lyric? I know. Okay, sorry. Now I got to go back to the oh, sorry. Why? I need. I mean, I yeah. Why do you need to know all of this? Because we want to. I'm sure everybody else wants to know too. Like, so what's your change? Lyrics.com. Right. So let's head there. Thanks. I. Re- you need to really have something profound to say after I give you this. Okay. Hold my bag. Hold my bag. Do you see this shit? Hold me back. Hmm. That's the new lyric. Hold me back. I'm about to spaz. I mean, this, I, okay. Uh, so you don't have anything profound to say? I, I mean, like, was I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to decide, like, was it worth changing the lyric? If, I mean, if it, it, it doesn't it, change the song. It doesn't change the song at all. So, no. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the song. doesn't change the flow. So just change the lyric then, I guess. 
And and she did, you know, she wanted to be inclusive of all of her fans and people who love her. And so then she did the she did what she thought was right. And I respect that. Yeah, I do too. I do feel as though I do feel as though that we, yes, we are in a new day and time. Yes. Because th- this kind of stuff happened with some of the o- other girls or some of the other artists back in the day would not have would not have went down. We're in a different time and place. We are in a different time. Yeah. So you have to adjust. Which is good. Which is where we need to be. Yeah. More inclusivity. Uh, so I give fizz. it a fizz. Yeah, I'm going to say I give it a fizz. I don't forgot what category we I in. mean, after you had me looking up everything and didn't have anything to say, I mean, you got a I computer. I did have something you to say. You I have a computer it. right in front of you. Uh, this is your story, So, girl. yeah, and that's why I this did the work. Story. That's why I did yeah. the work to figure out. As you should, for your story. Um, I got one more. Go ahead and click in there because there go. is a link. I, I don't need it. Go ahead because I'm going to have you look up everything. Go uh, ahead. Okay. I'm going to ask all kinds of questions. So we're talking about Ryan Gosling, um, and there's a quick little preview of his role as Ken in the upcoming Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. Um, Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie. Can you look it up? How you and say Can you check name? it out? I don't know. Go on YouTube. Don't be, don't and be see, nasty. See how she pronounces it. Don't be nasty. Go on what YouTube you, and see how she pronounces it. What do you think of uh, Ryan Gosling's picture as Ken? I mean, I saw it. I, um, what are your thoughts? A little underwhelming. I I want I don't know much about the film. There's not a lot to so know. So that's yeah. where I'm trying to figure out like what is this going to be. But this is a Halloween costume. And so the film is not until July 21st, 2023. So it's a full year from now. But I have no idea what the film is. Yeah, like. I don't There's either. not a lot of detail. Yeah. I just know that it's starting Robbie um and Gosling is Barbie's main squeeze of film. Oh, oh. We'll also star Issa Rae, Will Ferrell, Kate McKinnon, mm-hmm. Simu Liu, Michael Sarah, and America Ferreira. People, well, there you go. Yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. I guess we'll wait till the trailer drops. Uh, what do we think? Our fizz or a flat? I'll give it a flat. It wasn't. It wasn't very um, exciting or exhilarating for me to see. I want to see a trailer. It's a flat for now, but I want to see a trailer. I could give you a fizz, but right now it's a flat. I agree. Okay. Cool. What else you got? Cool. Um, Issa Rae recently released the trailer for her brand new project, Rap Shit. I saw this. Did you see it? What were your yes. thoughts? I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. So round two. Um, we are all huge fans of Issa after Insecure. So and you know we'll watch. I think we were all excited to see exactly what the next project was going to be. Yes. Rap, Rap Shit seems to follow um, two girls who are on their road to rap stardom. Um, it's given very much City Girls. What uh, are yeah, your thoughts? Well, yeah, funny you say that because City Girls are executive producers on this show. Yeah, and so I I love it. I'm here for it. So this is it going to be like their story, like low key, or some adaptation probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah some loose I'm, adaptation. Yeah, I'm super excited to see it. I did not know that we would be getting a project this quickly. Oh yeah, they they got them this quick. Um which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um and I think who else is here? Oh, Sarita Singleton is actually going to be the showrunner who's the act, the same showrunner from Insecure. Mm-hmm. So, it seems like the gang is getting back together in terms of a uh, crew, which is going to be really nice and um hopefully with the two brand new actresses that we're going to see Ida 
Osman and Chameleon. Chameleon. Oh, that's a very interesting spelling. Okay. Um, hopefully this is also going to give them an opportunity to get some, you know, to get some shine. I hope so. And I think it will. I, the one thing I hope they do is I hope they do a release schedule like they did in Secure. Don't release all of these at once or three at a time. Give us something to look forward to. Space these out. Yeah, I'm excited to see. It's, Give us, I mean, it's some event television. At, again. at this point, um, seems like the series is going to really center around navigating black womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also going to be a huge social media component um, to the show as well um, that will kind of, you know, I think echo what the City Girls, what their experience was, also what maybe experiences of Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, and other yeah. artists as well have also had. So I'm really excited. We'll see exactly when um, this comes out on HBO, which is Ju- July 21st yeah, is when it soon. premieres. Uh, so I'm super excited to see it. It's a fizz for me. It's a fizz for me. Okay. All right. What's next? We have reached the end of our show. Okay. I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, that's it for me. Well, final thoughts. Yeah, what are you leaving this? Uh, what are you leaving this episode with as final thoughts? What am I leaving this episode with? What did we talk about today? Oh, end of never, the end of an era. Wendy Williams. I again, I, it's so wild to me that this is a, I. Wendy has gotten me through some things. Okay, I I started getting into Wendy Williams right after um, I left college in 2011. Because I was still meeting people and I, you know, sort of like comfort television type of thing. It was something for me to do every day to catch up on. And it just started kind of growing and stuff like that. And I've just, I've been a fan of the show. Has she always been right? No. Has she been messy? Of course. But I think Wendy was the trailblazer of hot topics. You know, Wendy is the reason why all of these talk shows and everyone else does hot topics now. She is the one who created that segment and made it popular and what made her show extremely popular. So um, it, the Wendy Williams show will be missed. That's my eulogy. Thank you all for coming. Wow. Um, you can validate your parking out front. What's your final thoughts? Um, I have two. Number one is uh, everyone, please be safe out here this summer season. As you are, we all are excited to be outside you know, back at festivals, prides, all of those things. But just please be safe, be mindful, be aware of your surroundings, what's going on. If you see something, say something. Um, And uh, just always remember that an elephant never forgets. Stop the madness. Okay, so with that, that is our show. Um, You can find us and continue the conversation on social media. Uh, at Cold Pop Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, you can find us also on Facebook at Cold Pop Podcast. You can find me at Trenton Rashad on Instagram and Twitter. Marcus, where can they find you? And you can find me on all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thank you so much for listening. Another episode down. Another episode down. We will be back next week. Pop stars, thank Bye. you for listening. We'll see you soon.